Welcome to the 18th episode of our Mainline Podcast. This one, I am joined with Northern Provisions again. We are going to be talking about this Chinese spy balloon that was shot down the coast of the Carolinas earlier in the month. We're also going to talk about the three subsequent shootdowns of various objects over U.S. and Canadian airspace in the past week. Obviously, this podcast and all of our other podcasts are part of Northern Provisions, LLC. You could check out the Lethal Minds Journal. That's a veteran and active duty publication focusing on foreign and military affairs, art, and culture. Take a look at the journal's bulletin from the Borderlands. That's a bi-monthly foreign affairs publication from multiple talented intelligence analysts and independent journalists. Head over to lethalmindsjournal.substack.com or Instagram at lethal.minds.journal to see more. Also check out the Freelancers, that's a media and research collective dedicated to covering modern conflicts with a soft focus on foreign fighters. Find them on Twitter at CBT Freelancers, Instagram at Freelancers Blog, and their website at freelancersconflictblog.wordpress.com. Please consider supporting us on Patreon, that is at patreon.com slash analyzeeducate, or you could also support us at ko-fi, that is at ko-fi.com slash analyzeeducate. Went into the episode. Okay, everyone, uh, it's me here with Northern Provisions, and today we're going to be talking about the Chinese spy balloon that uh, flow, flew over the continental uh, United States last week, and then uh, these other associated shoot downs that have happened all within uh, about eight days. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Um, so analyze and educate myself we're going to be trying to kind of dive into this as much as we can and uh you know it's just um my personal opinion that i think we're going to see some more of this uh there will at least be updates on the ones that have been shot down in the coming days so my guess is this may be a kind of series podcast if you will um so we're going to go ahead and kind of address elephant in the room or Rather, the sky is filled with balloons. Uh, this is my dad joke for the year. Um, so if you guys have missed the recent events, um, I'm not really sure how you would have, but if you have, what we've been seeing in the United States is, I would say, probably the most air defense operation since, would you say, like 9-11, probably? Absolutely, yeah. Um, and even, you know, going off of that, uh, these are the first times in history that NORAD, that's a, obviously the joint American and Canadian command that oversees air defense, you know, over the continent. This is the first time they've ever conducted um, legitimate, like, combat missions. I mean, like, shoot downs of either unknown or a hostile aircraft. First time in history. Yeah, and, you know, you mentioned the word combat, and I think that's going to kind of play an interesting role later when we start discussing the the objects uh, that were shot down over Alaska. Um, so without further ado, uh, ladies and gentlemen, strap in. This is going to be kind of a long-winded tangent rant uh, explanation, if you will. So the Chinese spy balloon was initially spotted by the public on February 1st as uh, over the airspace, as I was, in the airspace over Billings, Montana. Um, so they went ahead and closed that off, closed the airspace off. Um, the following day, U.S. defense officials confirmed that they had been, quote unquote, tracking the balloon for several days as it had come over the Aleutian Islands, over Canada and into the United States. 
The spy balloon reportedly went over various sensitive sites and military bases, its flight path inevitably taking it southeast through the continental United States before being shot down by F-22 Raptors over the Atlantic Ocean offshore of the Carolinas on February 4th. Uh, the U.S. military personnel then immediately began recovery operations of the balloon and what was left of the debris. So <clears throat> right off the bat, we have this initial contact, this initial event uh, on February 1st. The U.S. Defense Department essentially says, like, yeah, we've been tracking this balloon. We tracked it at least from the Aleutian Islands over Canada into the continental United States. Um, there were different reasons given at the time for why they didn't shoot it down. Some of it was because of um, what they said was there was concern over essentially the risk that there could be debris falling on people below or, you know, things like that, uh, as well as targeting systems for surface air. There's a plethora of reasons they gave, but uh, they essentially let it go over the entirety of the United States and shot it down off the Carolinas on um, several days later. So that kind of kickstarted this chain of events. Um, now that happened on February 4th. We haven't heard too much, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong there, Analyze, but we haven't heard too much about that initial event in the sense of, you know, what exactly was this doing? What information did they get? Um, how did it, it how did they get it like we really haven't gotten like a good after action review from the DOD and to be honest I'm not really expecting that much because I don't think that's information they're going to want to make public anyways but mm -hmm. uh, have you heard anything specifically about it since not a ton um most most of what we have heard I mean hasn't even really been concrete information it's mostly come from Republican elected officials right because you know they're in the opposition so some of those that have spoken out about this are saying, oh, you know, what what we've seen uh, as far as capabilities go with this balloon is, you know, very concerning. They were collecting data from, uh, you know, our ICBM sites, our nuclear sites, such and such. But again, not a lot of concrete data. I saw this morning that I can't remember what ship it is in the area, but it has a, a big crane lift and they've been able to recover most of the debris from the balloon, uh, specifically the payload and when i say payload or anybody else's payload it's not like a armament you know it's not like missiles or something like that it's like what this balloon was essentially dragging on with it which looks like a ton of a uh, you know surveillance tech and such they've been able to collect most of that but they're still looking for um some of it but the part that they have been able to collect has been sent off to some fbi labs to uh analyze so you know maybe a little bit before we hear anything on that and uh it's a good question as to how much we will hear you know yeah i don't foresee us really hearing that much more about it other than you know maybe again a reconfirmation that it did come from the people's republic of china uh, mm -hmm. for the surveillance balloon you know this is not the thing i've noticed about these events is a lot of people seem to be uh, you know, for lack of better terms, getting upset that that the United States government and its officials are being very vague with us. And some of that is, I mean, come on, guys, like some of that is just national security. They're not going to say everything. Um, <clears throat> there's also such a thing as like propaganda victory, right? So uh, if, if we 
if we come out and we say, you know, hey, they were able to screenshot everything and they have pictures of every silo and every base and every barracks, like that would be a propaganda loss for us realistically. And um, it would also confirm what they were able to see. So there is part of it where you're, you don't want to necessarily tell the opposition here exactly everything they were able to accomplish because that kind of reveals your capabilities as well um in terms of like were you able to block the information from going back uh were you able to recover it were you able to figure out so it's kind of a mind game and uh so i don't, I don't foresee us really hearing that much more about it but fast forward um to three days ago on friday february 10th john kirby made a statement saying that the u.s military uh, again f-22 raptors had shot down an unidentified unmanned object over Alaskan waters. The quote-unquote object was reportedly at 40,000 feet and posed a threat to commercial airlines. Um, and during the incident, the F-22 pilots reported that it appeared to be the size of a small car, had no propulsion system, was, quote, cylindrical in shape, and also interfered with the sensors. Defense officials stated that it had fallen on frozen waters, so they were going to begin recovery efforts of the debris. Um, <clears throat> so the thing with this that I, I found kind of interesting, and this is kind of, you know, going back to your comment about NORAD's combat operations. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but um, I'm fairly confident that the interference with the sensors would have had to have been intentional which means it is technically an act of war. Am I right when I say that? I believe it is so, yeah. Because I think I think it's when you, and again, like not an expert on this at all, I wish there was some, um, we ought to get like uh, someone from the air side of the house on this at some point, but mm -hmm. I'm fairly certain that Intentional interference with the sensors, as well as like intentional jamming, is considered an act of war. You know, obviously how how serious that gets taken, I don't know, but it it does kind of give credence the severity of the situation in terms of American jets shooting down um, what they would call a you know hostile threat, like you said, over American airspace, which has just not happened as far as we know publicly um, for some time now. So. It was an interesting turn of events, um, considering the first balloon and everything went rather quiet after that. <clears throat> the following day, Saturday, February 11th, NORAD confirmed it was tracking an additional object over northern Canada. F-22 Raptors again engaged the object over the Yukon Territory, describing the object as a cylindrical object and a high-altitude airborne object. Later that night, a NOTAM was issued for the airspace closure over um may mispronounce this, but I'm assuming it's Haver, Montana. Fighter platforms were scrambled to the area after a, quote, radar anomaly occurred. However, the FAA lifted the NOTAM later, stating that the pilots did not identify any object that correlated with the radar anomaly. Despite this statement from defense officials, Congressman Rosendale, Montana, made the following public statements on Twitter. And this is what is kind of interesting about this is two days ago shortly after the incident 
Representative uh, Rosendale said, I am in direct contact with NORCOM and monitoring the latest issue over Haver and the northern border. Airspace is closed due to an object that could interfere with commercial air traffic. The DOD will resume efforts to observe and ground the object in the morning. Now, back to the DOD statements. They said the pilots weren't able to identify an object that correlated. So they lifted it. Uh, life went on. However, yesterday, Representative Rosendale doubled down, saying, I am in constant communication with NORTHCOM. And they have just advised me that they have confidence there is an object and it was not an anomaly. Uh, I am waiting now to receive visual confirmation. Our nation's security is my priority. So very interesting. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I mean, state state and federal officials were pretty, elected officials were pretty uh, insistent that they were informed there was something up in the air. And we should keep in mind, like, this is coming uh, you know, at nighttime or close to it, you know, obviously right now in the Northern Hemisphere, we're in winter. The farther north you get, the less daylight you have, right? Up in Montana, you're you're not getting nearly as much as uh, me or you are in, in California or uh, North Carolina. Um, but they were very insistent. And that's uh, uh, Rosendale, the representative that is, I want to say, Steve Daines, the senator and uh, the governor, uh, Gianforte. He specifically said that he was briefed at the White House that there was something in the air at the time. Yeah. So, so the, conflicting statements. Right. It, it is conflicting. And I, I think uh, I'd like, I'd really like to hear what you have to say, because I think my, my personal thoughts here are that maybe there was an object. Um, and what happened is maybe they're trying to, save face because they weren't able to identify it and ground it and so they're kind of downplaying it because they didn't quite if you really pay attention that the verbiage and how they worded it they said that the pilots were not able to identify an object that correlated with the radar anomaly so they're not saying that they didn't see anything they're not saying that there wasn't something there they just said the pilots could not essentially find whatever was the same blimp on the radar um so what what are your thoughts man do you think something came over and it slipped away yeah it's possible again i mean i'm definitely not an expert on uh you know air power or the sensors that our fighters have or anything like that again you you probably do have to take the daylight into account a little bit um and maybe Maybe there was something up there, but they really had to weigh the risks. Okay, well, it doesn't appear to be a direct risk to either air traffic at this time or, um, you know, civilians or military sites on the ground. So maybe we just wait until the daylight, shoot this thing down. We could see exactly where the debris is going to fall and we'll just make it easier on everybody. Maybe. Again, that's just me speculating. I don't I don't know what happened. Right. I um. I, and I wonder... You know, if we could do the math on the wind and how quickly this thing was traveling, like estimate where it would be right now. Um, and I know there's a lot of people since this first started, uh, you know, we, we've got a lot of people sending us images and screenshots of uh, for flight and flight tracker and flight scanner, like all these different applications people are using just they're essentially 
kind of honing in on every single military aircraft that's up in the air you know mm-hmm. and um it's good it's good kind of investigating but uh at the same time the amount of flights that happen every day and also NOTAMs go up for you know training exercises and 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 uh even uh uh you know like diplomats and, and everything coming in like there's other reasons why these things happen and so we don't know right now but Perhaps we'll know in the future. Uh, so then the following day, Sunday, yesterday, February 12th, in the morning, Chinese state media released a statement saying that a UFO had been spotted off the shore of the port city of Rizhao. Local maritime authorities and fishermen had spotted it, and the Chinese authorities were preparing to take the object down. Now, you and I kind of talked about this before uh, we got started here, and this seems probably bogus uh it seems just kind of like a classic counter accusation move um I, I you know i think they're just trying to play off the hype and be like oh you know look we've got stuff in our backyard too what's going on uh because i think most people since these events have been taking place especially since the first balloon i think most people have assumed that these follow-on objects have also been chinese yeah yeah no it's interesting to see I guess when this first report came out from the Global Times, that's Chinese state-owned media, right? It sounded like they were taking this thing pretty seriously because um, it's, I don't know, about 10.30, 11.30, somewhere between there at night over there. And apparently this thing, like you said, is near the city of Rizhao, which in turn is near a naval base that holds a Chinese aircraft carrier, right? It's the Yuchi Naval Base, which is the home port of the aircraft carrier, the Liaoning. They take their aircraft carriers pretty seriously, right? China's in the process of building its navy there, directly competing with us, right? So it's definitely nothing to uh, uh, nothing to balk at, right? At, at least, you know, as far as they're seeing things. An interesting thing to note, though, they put out this advisory for fishermen to avoid the coordinates where they said this unidentified object was flying over because they were preparing to shoot it down, right? However, they did not publish a NOTAM at the time warning, you know, civilian air traffic to stay away from the same area. And we kind of threw around that term a little bit. For those that don't know, it's a notice to airmen or notice to air missions. It's basically a notice that air authorities will put out warning, you know, air traffic to avoid a certain area for, you know, a variety of any sort of dangers, right? And so that was not put out when the Chinese military was supposedly preparing to shoot this thing down, which is a little curious, right? And again, it's at nighttime when this is happening. At this time, it's probably around midnight. And we figure, okay, well, maybe we'll hear something once the sun comes up, right? Nothing. Nothing. We haven't heard anything about it since then. Uh, They did put out a statement saying that the United States has flown at least 10 spy balloons over Chinese airspace in recent times, quote unquote. But as far as, uh, you know, what happened Saturday night, early Sunday morning with this object, they were supposedly preparing to shoot down nothing since then. Not a single thing. Yeah. yeah. So actual little, uh, little update, since we were just talking about the Montana issue, I actually went, uh, just went to the governor's Twitter and uh, yesterday, at about 6 p.m., the governor of Montana 
posted on Twitter. This afternoon, I learned the object identified in Montana airspace last night has been brought down over Lake Huron. So that brings us into the next um, the next object, which was last night. A NOTAM was posted over Lake Michigan, and a Canadian NOTAM posted over Lake Huron. Uh, the Canadian government listing it as an active air defense operation. Shortly thereafter, federal and state officials confirmed that American aircraft had shot down another quote-unquote object over Lake Huron and begun recovery operations to get the debris. So uh, I did not know until now that they had, I guess, confirmed somehow that the object initially seen over Montana was indeed the one shot down over Lake Huron that next day. Yeah, I do think uh, that confirmation actually came out yesterday, maybe a couple or so hours after this thing was shot down over uh, Lake Huron. But I mean, it, it makes sense, right? Um, given the time and I guess the direction that it could have been traveling in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So some little side pieces here that that's kind of in between the timelines. After the first balloon, there was also a spotting of a Chinese spy balloon, very similar to the first one over Latin America, uh, as well as potentially over parts of the Caribbean. Um, so that's something to take into consideration. China today has since made counter accusations stating that the United States has over 10 different times sent spy balloons over the People's Republic of China since 2022 to which uh, John Kirby denied those allegations, uh, said we absolutely do not fly balloons over the PRC. Chuck Schumer has also come out saying that the objects that were shot down in Alaska and Canada are likely balloons, just not the same size and um, essentially uh maybe capabilities as the initial one who shot down over the Carolinas. Um, White House officials have also said, you know, there is no indication of alien or extraterrestrial connection. We had to hit that one, of course, because um, the vagueness and verbiage that's been used regarding these events has kind of stoked people to think that maybe this is some sort of extraterrestrial event going on. Um, and they did confirm that the recent one shot down over Lake Huron was of an octagonal shape with no payload, whereas the two that were shot down in Alaska and Canada had some sort of payload. So we've got quite a bit of information considering uh, this all just happened, but uh, we're still kind of, as far as I know, they have yet to fully state or acknowledge that these three recent objects are in fact from China, unlike that first balloon. Yeah, and uh, when you look at the the three subsequent objects, the second and third that were shot down uh, do appear to be pretty different from not only the the initial Chinese spy balloon, but also this fourth object that was shot down. Right, you look at this fourth one. We don't know a ton about it yet. We just know it's apparently shaped like an octagon, which you know, is unlike the other three. Uh, it is much smaller than the Chinese spy balloon, the confirmed one. Um, and pilots haven't really been able to figure out how this thing was 
uh, you know, able to stay in the air, which I, I, people like automatically jump to aliens, right? I probably not, um, but I'm sure we'll find or we maybe might find out more in the coming days. But uh, there is a notable difference, right? And another thing to go off, like the whole aliens thing, uh, these things, the subsequent three are UFOs. All that means is unidentified flying object. It doesn't mean aliens, not necessarily, at least. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, similar to, you know, everyone's saying UAP about the all the coastal activity and different craft that have been spotted over there. And I will say the, you know, videos from that time, specifically, uh, you know, Commander Fravor's event and a few others, like, I will admit those are very strange and, you know, there's more credit to that being some sort of, you know, otherworldly event than I would say this are. Uh, I would say these are pretty, I'm confident that this is probably the work of the People's Republic of China. Yeah. And one of the big things that we now know from, uh, from this first object, the actual spy balloon is that this is part of a long-standing Chinese military program to launch these surveillance balloons all over the world. And they've been spotted in at least 40 different countries across the globe, right? And even this morning, we got confirmation that apparently these things have been flying over the Mideast, Middle East too, um, flying over uh, you know, U.S. military forces that are stationed in Iraq and Syria, for example, right? Obviously, in Latin America, we talked about that too, that was going on at just about the same time that uh, this balloon was flying over the continental U.S. and Canada. And I never even got confirmation that the one in Latin America actually left the region. We did get um, some news from Uruguay that the Air Force was investigating some flashing lights, quote unquote, in the sky. I think that was yesterday. And we didn't really get more information on that. But again, I never got confirmation that the balloon over Latin America ever left. And I don't know if we'll hear anything more on that, but just a point to bring up. Yeah, I did. I did see about like an hour and a half ago, I think that Colombian officials, um, I believe this was like a late statement, but Colombian officials had said that uh, they had spotted the balloon but did not see it as some sort of threat. So they just let it leave the region. Uh, whether that means it left their country or the actual region itself of, you know, Central and South America, I don't know. That's, uh, but but they said that they just let it go uh, after spotting it. So it is interesting that, you know, uh, these Latin American countries who are, who are generally, I'll say pretty territorial, um, haven't really made any sort of like public opposition to this um or any public outcry i guess um so it's kind of weird seeing them not necessarily bothered by it as much yeah i mean we we still don't know a ton about this balloon over latin america at least i haven't been able to find much about it at the very least we do know that this thing was probably first picked up over costa rica right in the costa rican government uh initially didn't know what the hell it was right and then they you know once all the news started coming out of course they figured out hey, this is a chinese spy balloon they formally uh launched a complaint with the chinese government for what it's worth china apologized 
right? Saying that it was blown off course, blah, 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 and all that. Uh, as far as Costa Rica goes, that's probably as, as far as it's going to go, right? And this thing was also spotted over Colombia. The Colombian government didn't really do anything about it. Obviously, they have a new president. That's Gustavo Petro. And he is, a, I mean, he is like a left-wing populist dude, right? Former uh, communist guerrilla. And he is visiting China this week, or maybe he did late last week. I'm not sure. But sometime around now or within the few days prior, he's visiting China. So he probably didn't really want to stir up any um, any tensions with Beijing, right? And he also kind of wants to distance himself away from the United States at least a little bit, or maybe balance the scales. And he's, you know, where's he going to turn? China, right? Yeah, that's right. And uh, something interesting to also kind of bring up is that um, I don't know if they actually said who it was, but apparently a senior Pentagon official told reporters that uh, Chinese government surveillance balloons actually entered uh, and went over the continental United States, quote, at least three times during the Trump administration. Um, however, the verbiage that was used was very much they think it was that like it's not something they like 100% confirmed but that, that they believed there was uh, essentially these surveillance balloons that kind of breached our atmosphere three times the only thing with that is that you had a couple people come out and say you know uh, for example Mark Esper uh, who served as the defense secretary from July of 19 to uh, November of 2020 he said, I don't ever recall somebody coming to my office or reading anything that the Chinese had a spot a surveillance balloon above the United States. So, you know, that's one of those things where it's it's hard to know because maybe, right? Like this is like you said, this has this is a long going program. Uh, this is certainly nothing new. However, at the same time, the time frame in which that statement came out was immediately after the first balloon in which the Biden administration was getting absolutely reamed about their decision to not down it until it would essentially gone across the entire continental U.S. So maybe there's something there. Maybe there is like suspicion of some kind of balloon um, and they just kind of touted it as like, well, look, it happened three times under the last guy and nobody knew. Uh, but maybe there is something there, and there really was these incursions that we didn't notice or that we we couldn't confirm. So, nonetheless, I think the recent uh, the recent events are are kind of an uptick, if you will, in the overall tensions between the U.S. and China. And I think the coming days will be interesting to see if anything else happens. Yeah, absolutely. And going back to what you were saying about you know prior incursions or at least you know claims of prior incursions unfortunately these things always do end up being political that's just no. how it is here right so you guys should obviously take everything you hear with a grain of salt um yeah. as far as the ones during the trump administration obviously a lot of conflicting information i saw that 
uh, unnamed officials. I, I hate it when they do that, but you know, yeah. people, don't, people don't want to add their names to things like that, right? Because they don't want to yeah. risk their careers. That's right. Um, but always keep that unnamed official thing in mind, you guys, again, grain of salt. But uh, people were saying that one of these balloons like briefly flew over the U.S. along the U.S.-Mexico border. And then, you know, it wasn't even discovered until after it already left U.S. airspace. Other people were saying, including one congressman, I can't remember his name, a Republican congressman was saying that uh, these things flew over U.S. airspace and the Department of Defense knew about it. And specifically, uh, Secretary James Mattis chose not to tell President Trump, again, grain of salt, like every former Trump official that has officially commented on this has denied that they were aware of Chinese spy balloons flying in U.S. airspace in real time. Yeah. So there's a lot of conflicting information and we're probably not ever going to realize, you know, what actually happened. And then another incursion that we do know about is uh, in October, there was another spy balloon that was off the coast of Hawaii and that one actually crashed. We don't know a whole lot of details about that, but this has been an ongoing thing as far as we could tell. Yeah. And so the weird thing is that, um, you know, General Von Herc said, and he was quoted as saying, you know, we're calling them objects, not, not balloons for a reason, which is interesting because Chuck Schumer was the one to come out and say, you know, the two that we shot down in Alaska and Canada are balloons, but smaller than the first one. Um, so we're getting kind of conflicting statements from these people um on, on like what this actually is you know what the payload is what kind of capabilities it has we know it interfered with the sensors but we're getting conflicting reports not just about past experiences and incidents but also the ones we're experiencing right now and um that's you know i don't know if i would necessarily say that's worrisome it, it's, it just seems like Maybe everyone wants to be first to the punch. Um, maybe it's just damage control. So they're really being careful of how they, you know, the things they say. But nonetheless, it's it's uh, frustrating when you're trying to get information out, right? And and you just keep getting conflicting reports from people. Yeah, and it it seems like a lot of that is because, you know, there's a pretty big public perception that the response to the first balloon was lackluster to say the least right and they the pentagon has since really uh i guess opened their eyes to these things going on and that's also another reason that they've stated why we're seeing more of these things over our airspace and specifically more of them being shot down again you got four objects in eight days and they said the main reason for that is they've uh open the filters, quote unquote, you know, to more um, unidentified objects in our airspace. So this could be something we see more often in the coming future, right? But the, the public perception of the first response was not really in favor of uh, <laughs> the administration, to say no. the least. I mean, I, I ran a poll, and again, this is not this is not indicative of the American public at all, right? I have, you know, 25,000 followers and many people did not vote on this. I think I got a few hundred votes. Unfortunately, I can't see how many exactly since it's an old 
poll, but the people I did poll, 74% thought that the response uh, was weak. I'm sorry, 12% thought that the response was perfectly fine, and 14% didn't really know or just don't care. Right. Again, not indicative of the American public, but at least for my following and me and you share a lot of the same followers. It's a little telling. Right. It is. And uh, it, it's also, I think, very telling of the military community because you and mm -hmm. I have quite a bit. I would say probably the majority of our followers are uh, either military or veteran. So yeah. um, it kind of speaks of their confidence in individuals. Um when they do, uh, you know, when we do conduct these polls and they do take time to answer them and it's, um, it, it's, uh, it's, it's certainly not good, right? It's something we need to work on kind of as a nation. Now you, you mentioned something that I'm actually not that well read up on. Uh, you mentioned something about filters and, um, was that in, in regards to like their, the algorithms and the filters they use for the actual radar data by NORAD? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so do you do you know much more about that? Because I'm I'm really not. Um, I had seen something quick on that, but I I didn't have time to really get into that. I don't know a ton. Um, all I know, I mean, all I know is based off that statement, it's a little, it's a little concerning. Yeah. I wish they elaborated on that more because you know, from what it sounds like, from all the information we've been able to gather, and from what we could glom off these statements. It sounds like this has been going on for a while and we don't know the scale to which it has been happening. Right. Again, four objects in eight days. Is this whoever launches objects? Is this them ramping up their missions or is this something that's been going on? And since we open the filters, quote unquote, that's why we're seeing it more. That's I really wish true. they elaborated on that more because it, uh, it doesn't give me a lot of confidence. Yeah, that's very true. That's a really good point because I, I think I was the one that said, you know, um, maybe they're they're ramping up the tensions and maybe that's completely wrong here. Uh, like you said, you know, if they are adjusting the filters and the algorithms, whatever it is that they, they've done to the radar to spot these like, you know, slower, smaller craft. Um, potentially, this has been going on for years and uh, they just simply didn't notice it, in which case. You know, I, I'm not at NORAD, never worked at NORAD, never even touched a fucking radar system, you know, in my time in the military. But uh, that seems somewhat concerning, right? Uh, I don't know how this stuff works. Maybe we should find some sort of like radar technician to explain this. Um, but it seems like if if that's the case, right, and it's not an uptick of, of action or operations, but rather we're just now noticing what's been going on for a long time. That's really not good. And it makes me wonder who else has been doing this, yeah. how long it's been going on and where they went over. Right. I mean, that's not, uh, it certainly doesn't make you confident in things like NORAD. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, even this all, again, ties into the public perception, right? And just going back to the timeline of events, which 
really explains the public perception why why it is how it is on the 28th this thing enters alaskan airspace over the aleutian islands right very sparsely populated right the aleutian islands are i mean hundreds or maybe even thousands of islands i don't know exactly how many but they're very sparsely populated they're very spread out over the pacific ocean and that's when this thing enters american airspace now keep in mind the main reasoning for not shooting this thing down before February 4th was that they were concerned that, uh, you know, it could it could land on a house or something like that. Now, once this thing starts flying over the East Coast, that's that's valid. OK, right. Very. Uh, you know, heavily populated. Right. Every everybody's kind of packed. you got cities all over the East Coast. But again, Aleutian Islands, very sparsely populated. Um, that's on the 28th. This thing continues to fly towards the Alaskan mainland. Again, pretty sparsely populated. It's a big state, not many people. Right. Continues flying through Alaska. Then on the 30th, it enters Canadian airspace over the Yukon Territory. Very sparsely populated. Also NORAD territory, right? If you want to shoot it down, you probably want to shoot it down over Yukon or Alaska or the Aleutian Islands, right? No, didn't happen. It continues to fly towards the U.S. On the 31st, it re-enters U.S. airspace over Idaho. Okay, so now it's back in America. Continues going, and on the 1st, it's spotted over Billings, Montana. And the only reason it was probably spotted and made a big deal of is because the government closed airspace, right? Because this thing could have posed a threat to uh, civilian aircraft, right? we do know is flying pretty high is flying at 60,000 feet, right? So that's pretty far above what civilian or military aircraft for that matter fly, but whatever, they close the airspace just in case. And that's probably the only reason that people figured out like, hey, what the hell is this thing? <laughs> right. What is this thing flying right above our heads? And again, right. the government didn't say anything about it. The only reason the public found out at the time they did is because the Billings Gazette ran a story about it. A former editor with the Gazette basically That's saw right. this thing flying over his backyard and he called up his buddy who still worked at the Gazette. He's like, hey man, let's take some pictures of this thing and run a story. And that's how the entire country, and I mean, I guess really the entire world found out. That's right. First. Yeah, that's right. And um, no, you bring up a good point because they acknowledged that they've been tracking it for days, right? So. Mm -hmm they knew that it had gone over the Aleutian Mountains. Um, my my only saving grace hypothetical for them would be maybe they had the capabilities, maybe we had the capabilities to jam um, and stop them from relaying whatever it was they were relaying back to mainland if they were relaying anything. Mm -hmm. um, and we just wanted to see what it would do. That's my only thought was like, Maybe if we had a way to confirm, maybe the military had a way to confirm that it wasn't transmitting anything. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, able to take pictures because of whatever technology we were using. And they were just curious what it would end up doing. And that's why, but I don't know. That's, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to defend them, you know, um, yeah. but it's, um, you know, you just you make a really good point, man. You know, they they always use the excuse, well, we don't we don't want anyone to get injured. Just like you said, I mean, the Aleutian Islands, Alaska, even parts of Canada, like massive parts of Canada, um, and even Montana, right? Like all this 
open room uh it you're not talking about this thing flying over fucking baltimore dude yeah exactly and 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 even so uh like a balloon like you're worried this like this thing's gonna like par- this parachute kind of material is gonna come down and i mean I, I don't know right i'm not an expert on this but uh i did want to when this was first going down um and there's you know all the kind of traffic about montana i had a dude comment uh I gotta find his name real quick. Yeah, so he commented on it. Was, I pinned it because it's just so goofy. But it uh, shout out to diarrhea underscore Jones four twenty because when a lot of people were kind of uh, you know up in arms that the Biden administration had hadn't shot it down, his comment was uh, that he's in Bozeman and him and his boys had been shooting at it all night <laughs> and uh, <laughs> went in depth with. I think like the grain type he was using and like the brand he had got it from. So he went pretty in depth with, um, you know, what him, what him and his crew were using to bring it down. But God bless Montana. God bless Bozeman. Yeah. Shout out to you, buddy. But uh, I don't know, man. It's um, I think the more we find out about this, you know, I'm hoping, right? Like I'm trying to bat for, my my government and my military but it it's just not like i'm I'm a little concerned i'll just say that yeah it's it's just not a good look man and that kind of plays into one argument for why or one argument of what china i guess could have gained from this uh is you know it's not only testing our response but it's uh, it's kind of a political victory for them right because i mean from what we could tell, the administration really failed to act until February 4th when they picked this thing up a week prior to that. And when that happens, of course, because of the political climate in our country, you get political infighting, right? You get the opposition, I mean, clowning on the party in power relentlessly, right? And especially when this thing happens around the State of the Union, right, which is a big deal. You could argue whether it should be or not, but the fact is people like the State of the Union. I don't know why, but not not a good look. No, not at all. And it's it's um, it's certainly not a good look overall for the long term of President Biden, because um, and look, I'm just, you know, this is not I'll say this condemnation of one is not an endorsement of the other. Let's just like let's just get that out there. But. This administration, since it's taken in, has a fair amount of perceived failures when it comes to foreign policy mm-hmm. uh, and national security. So, you know, maybe them shooting everything down is somewhat of a saving face, right? Um, oh, no, you know, don't worry about it. Like, we're we're here for you, your safety and security. Uh, you know, watch us just, like, wax these balloons with Sidewinder missiles, Um I don't know. It's uh, it's hard to say, right? And like you said, there's there's always political gaslighting. And uh, he said, she said, but I think there are these tidbits of objective truth in here. You know, specifically NORAD and their their uh, algorithms and adjusting their filters. And I think that speaks volumes in itself. And I think what we're going to find in time is that this probably has been going on for a while. Yeah. And that we just now found out about it. 
Yeah, one one thing that's kind of been concerning to me is we really haven't heard much from Biden since this thing got shot down, right? That's right. And to me, to people like us, I mean, maybe that doesn't really mean much because what it, you know, what is he going to say to reassure us? Right. right. Hey, they're in there and they got shot down. That's it, right? That's it. There's not much he could say to. Uh, I don't know reassure me i guess because i i don't need to be reassured really right and i don't think you do either but people that don't pay attention to this kind of stuff every day you know people that just go to work and go home and just want to relax they're seeing that we're shooting things down over our our airspace which has never happened in the history of norad you know uh not even to say in many people's lifetimes and some people are well, many people are wondering what the hell is going on, right? There's some people that think we're under an alien invasion, right? Probably not a majority, but some. There's others that think we're under a Chinese invasion. And then others just don't know what the fuck is going on. And that's right. They could probably use a little bit of words, a little bit of reassurance from the president, like, hey, at the very least, we got everything under control, right? Yeah. That hasn't happened. To me, that's concerning as the leader of the nation and as commander in chief. That's right. Yeah. I mean, you'd expect maybe, I mean, we're looking at four objects shot down mm-hmm. and um, all of those over, you know, American or Canadian airspace. That seems like it would warrant some sort of you know, and ironically, like a State of the Union address, like, let me address the union on what is going on. Let me discuss this with my people. Let You know, let me be like, look, there's some shit that's been going down. We're tracking it now. You know, we're, we're cleaning up a mess or you don't even have to do that. It doesn't have to be, you know, self-indicting. It just be, look, we're, we're aware of the threats that are against us and our people and we're working diligently to combat those and counter them like okay you know something of substance and you know granted you're right a lot of people aren't going to give a fuck right yesterday was a super bowl already today in the news the news is saturated with like is rihanna pregnant rather than like hey american aircraft have been like blowing shit out of our skies yeah Um, so i get it you know american attention span is like non-existent but um <clears throat> still i think there needs to be some sort of rallying statement and acknowledgement of it other than just like yes we shot something down like okay what's the follow-on sentence for that right yeah yeah and it kind of i'm gonna get on my soapbox here a little bit it kind of goes into a theory that i have but i think many other people have including yourself is the American public is not prepared for war or really the realities of the real world, right? Mm-hmm. Again, we wake up, go to our nine to five or whatever the hell job you have, get home. Maybe you want to watch some TV. Maybe you hit the gym, whatever. And you go to sleep and you just wake up and do the thing next day. You live for the weekends, right? You live for a break from all the BS. You don't think about what's going on outside the world. You don't think about the possibility of armed conflict between nations, right? Because you got other stuff going on. But our nation is very unprepared for the possibility that something 
something like this could happen, right? Where we could see attacks on American soil or, you know, we could see heightened tensions with countries that lead to kinetic action. We will be in another war at some point. Again, I'm on my soapbox a little bit. I don't know when, but it will happen because wars are never ending. That's a history of humanity. Whenever that does happen, the American public will not be ready for it. It will not be Iraq. It will not be Afghanistan. It will be a legitimate conventional war with a peer nation or maybe even a higher tier nation, right? And that's a reality we, we need to start getting ready for. Yeah, absolutely. We're, you know, we're right now we're used to losing 4,000 guys, you know, in Afghanistan over 20 years. We're not used, we're not used to losing 4,000 guys off one sinking ship offshore of China uh, in one day. Um, Yeah. And even then, we're not used to F 22s or F 15s flying over our airspace on combat missions, but that's what's been going on for the past week, right? Right. Look at everybody's reactions to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're not, I mean, we're really not even in danger, right? Because they shoot these things over water or places that are very sparsely populated, and that's it. Call it a day and keep monitoring the skies. Absolutely. Look at how people are reacting to it because they aren't used to these kind of things, and they don't even realize that this is a this is a reality in a good part of the world. Yep. No, you're absolutely right, man. Um, the reaction is everything, and and I think that's where China gets a propaganda win is seeing the American reactions for those that were paying attention and like, you know, did care about it. Um, it was chaos, dude. I mean, you have people like genuine, genuinely believing that this is like, this is the beginning of, of like the intergalactic war. Um, like, you know, war of the worlds type shit. And um, <clears throat> it's caused massive panic. And this is, this is enough. This is like, this reaction is nothing new. Uh, this reaction is is what is expected from a country who, for the past, God, I don't know, like seven decades, has gone to war elsewhere, but very seldom seen the effects of that war they're fighting in person. And we saw that even in World War II, right? When you talk about, ironically, Japanese balloons. Um, you know, firebombing Washington and Oregon, um, and I believe even parts of like uh, California. I think some of them made it to like Los Angeles. But the Jap- the Imperial Japanese used balloons carrying little bombs, whether they sent across the Pacific uh, back then. And these little attacks on the homeland, right? Uh, it j- wasn't just Pearl Harbor. Uh, it was the little it was the little balloons in Washington and Oregon. You guys can. Feel free to look this up. Like I want you guys to look, go look this up because there's a lot of history behind that. Um, the attack on, I believe, is like a San Diego oil station by the Imperial Japanese. Like there were these events that led up to the decision that was made to start interning Japanese citizens because there was so much. There were these little attacks on the homeland, and so people were starting to see the kind of chaos here at home and they started questioning people. Right. And, you know, we saw that, I don't want to say like, we saw maybe a fraction of that after nine 11, right. A big, everyone's eyes, you know, let's be honest, everyone's eyes started going to, you know, Americans of uh, Muslim faith and Middle Eastern background. Um, and that was because we had witnessed the horrors of war 
in like very instantly and we reacted to it in a specific manner and this is kind of just what continues to happen and we're you're right it does show that we're, we're not like majority of the american populace is not ready we're not ready at all and um the fact that a lot of people still don't even give a fuck like i said highlighting whether rihanna's pregnant who gives a shit right like who gives a fuck whether i don't know if i can curse on here sorry for that but no you're fine man you know like who who cares if rihanna's pregnant bro like there there are there are bigger issues at hand here and you know one other thing i want to say is everyone is so up in arms about these balloons and and you know rightfully so but I guarantee you not a single fucking American who has a problem with these balloons is going to delete their TikTok tonight. Not a single fucking one of them. All these people are still going to use TikTok. They're still going to use all these other applications or websites that are like definitively linked to the PRC or have some sort of PRC ties. Like it's just... I don't know. Now I'm on my soapbox and maybe it sounds like a rant, you know, and I'm sorry, guys, I'm not trying to rant. It's just, it's more so like we need to take this more seriously and kind of maybe look at it with a more mature mindset, I think. I'd agree a hundred percent, man. Again, we're, we're not ready for the realities of stress. I guess Americans do not deal with stressful situations. Well, I mean, you were talking about, you know, after nine 11, people start targeting, uh, you know, Muslim Americans, Arab Americans, or even Americans that have the appearance, like they might look like they're Arab, you know, right. I mean, you could have like a Hispanic guy that maybe has like a slight Arab appearance and it'll get the hell beat out of them. Right. For no reason. It's stuff that happened. And I mean, even going forward, look at COVID. I mean, how many people were targeting Asian Americans because they, right. you know, they thought they were like playgrats or something like that. Yeah, still are, still are to this day. You know, there's yeah. you about, and you know, some some random uh, Asian American just, you know, being railed out like, you know, you guys are here to spread your disease again, um, and you know, it's just, uh, it's it, it's not good. I mean, even with the even with the war in Ukraine, right? When, when news first broke that, you know, young Ukrainian men were, were forced to fight. Um, and of course, a lot of them volunteered and willingly stayed, but you know, there's a mandatory uh, essentially like conscription. So you're on standby in case you're called up, but you know, military age men couldn't leave. And when they conducted a poll, uh, I'm not sure I'll be the first to say, I'm not sure how many people they asked where they asked them, but they conducted a poll of the American public and majority of the people said they wouldn't stay to fight. Um, that's pretty fucked up, right? Like that's, that's, that's pretty concerning. It, it puts a lot of pressure. You know, I'm no longer in uniform, you know, you're no longer in uniform, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll answer the fucking call, right? If it, if it comes to the shores, like I'll answer the call and I know you would too. And it puts a lot of pressure on people like you and I and everyone else who's in or, or out, um, to be like, yo, man, we can't keep everyone cool. We can't keep everyone calm, right? Like, we need to. Maybe this should serve as a wake up call, you know. Um, hey, it's time to kind of focus on the real world, you know. 
Maybe let's not focus so much on some of these trivial issues we've been focusing on. Um, kind of start tightening our, our knots when it comes to things that really affect us in the end. Yeah, we're in for a rude awakening, man, at some point. I don't know when, but at some point we are. Yeah, well, you know, it's um, it's interesting with who is that general recently? The the Air Force general, Mint, I think it's like Minahan or something yeah, like that. Yeah, General Minahan, his statement, and of course you have um that uh admiral, I think it was Admiral Davidson, who also kind of predicted and you know the Marine Corps force redesign. You have all these things that kind of point to some sort of conflict with China mm -hmm. from 2025 to 2030. And how do we combat that, right? Um, how do we combat that not only when with issues regarding the military, but also as a unified country? Um, I don't personally feel that we have any sort of united country. Do you? feel like you live in a united country no i really don't uh, i don't think many people do now this country feels incredibly divided you know more so by the day and i think that's an opinion that most people share i i certainly certainly feel it's a majority of people share that opinion yeah absolutely i mean it's gotten to the point where sometimes i see things and i see, see people just saying like the wildest stuff and I'm like getting to the point where I'm kind of clocking out mentally and emotionally from what I would call like the chaos of the American socio-political battlefield. And it's just like, man, I don't know, like you, you, at some point you're just going to have to go touch some grass, you know, and, and, and realize like, you know, liberals, conservatives, whatever. It's just not, most of these issues are not worth dying on a hill over. Yeah, and I think uh, the the division we see plays a big part in why people just like don't pay attention to this kind of stuff, right? Yeah, because you got you know a press briefing from the White House or you know a press briefing from uh, an opposition leader in Congress, and you're like, I don't want to listen to that shit, man. It's all BS anyway. All they do is clown on each other, and that's it. We don't get anywhere. They sit there and call each other Nazis. They sit there and call each other communists. <laughs> what what are we doing? Yeah. I don't want to listen to this. Why am I supposed to? Why should I pay attention to this? I got other stuff to do with my time. That's exactly right. how a lot of people feel, right? Yeah, that's and that's right. how we get in a position where Americans like really don't know what's going on. You know, not even, not only just around the world, but I mean, really in our own country at some points, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's just... um. The Americans feel burnt out from, you know, a lot of people are very unhappy with where they work and their work, you know, essentially like their work schedule, their, their operational stress, if you will. And, you know, they're, they're unhappy in a lot of ways. And when they're not focusing on that, you know, like, God, man, our divorce rates are high. Um, substance abuse is through the roof, right? So when they're not dealing with these issues, they don't want to deal with 
Chinese spy balloons. They don't want to deal with whatever's coming to our shore, man. They just want to veg out, right? They want to, they want to care about Rihanna because that's that that's the escape, right? Is mm-hmm. um in our society, in our in our kind of consumerist country, consuming and entertainment is the escape. And um it's not only the escape, but we've glorified it in a way, right? Uh, as as we've glorified entertainment and politics, right? Politics is just truthfully entertaining, right? Um, Social politics is, is, is also entertaining. It's a form of entertainment. People, it's all about being edgy. It's all about being loud and, and really kind of obnoxious. And, and that's what we find entertaining. And that's what kind of takes us away from the mundane life, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we really took that on a <laughs> on a on like a whirlwind of Wizard of Oz. Um, yeah, so, no, I think I think people, uh, I think they know what to expect at this point. Yeah, yeah, straight straight schizo posting and doom scrolling, baby. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, um, brother, I don't think I have really anything else to add unless you do. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think I do either i mean we pretty much got all the big points yeah certainly not now we'll probably probably have to do a recap here in a few days mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows what's gonna happen tonight man like i'm telling you i think i messaged you yesterday dude last yesterday or the day before i was just like phone in the face man i, I was like trying to keep up to date as much mm-hmm. as i could yeah it's crazy man i was uh i was at work on friday when uh, John Kirby had that press briefing announcing that they shot down the second object. I mean, literally came out of nowhere. Dude. Uh-huh. I thought it was just going to be a briefing about the spy balloon that was shot down on the fourth. Right. Yeah. So I didn't, didn't really pay too much attention to it, but I go to the bathroom. I come back and I see the headline, you know, under, under the press briefing. It's, Oh, us just shot down a, another object. Like, what? <laughs> and that dude from that point it was non-stop honestly until probably like last night it was non-stop like another nodam another nodam another one like one in china i literally non-stop dude yeah 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 now now like i said earlier man so many people like sending us just like every nodam alert and every closed airspace and every picture of every military plane it's like Yo, a lot of this is normal though, right? A lot of this yeah. is just fucking training exercises or people coming in and out, you know. So it's it's got the gears got the gears moving, man. No, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All right, brother. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Uh ladies and gentlemen, hopefully this kind of gives you a little insight into what we've been dealing with and going over the past few days and hopefully we will see some more either information or not hopefully but unfortunately maybe there will be some follow-on incidents here in the next couple days and things will continue to get spicy (laughs) yeah yeah we'll uh we'll definitely keep monitoring things uh i will at the very least you know unfortunately that's just how i can't yeah i can't get myself a break but we'll uh we'll obviously update you guys if something something else happens whether we find out more information about these objects that were shot down or if more objects are shot down in the future um 
quick note, uh, Bulletin from the Borderlands from the Lethal Minds Journal that's coming out on the 15th next issue. So uh, stay locked into that. I just took over the America's Desk within recent weeks. So I'll be putting out some pieces. I'll put out a piece on the spy balloon and I'll be talking about other stuff, you know, Peru, of course, and other things happening around the hemisphere. But uh, as far as notes go, that's pretty much all I got. Yep, absolutely. The, the only other thing I would add is like, guys, completely unrelated to the aerial incursions. But if you haven't already, check out what happened in Ohio, um, East Palestine, Ohio. Yeah. You know, normally we cover a lot of foreign policy stuff, military stuff. But, you know, it is good to keep up to date on the issues at home. This, you know, they're saying long, really long story short, they're saying everything's under control now. But a lot of the people there have been dealing with follow on um after effects of it people getting sick animals getting sick dying so look into that if you can it's it's heavily underreported yeah yeah just a quick summary there was a train that got derailed in east palestine ohio and it was full of a bunch of like toxic chemicals and gases and when the train got derailed there was concern that uh, there could be an explosion right and that would release all these gases and it would you know end up killing people in the neighborhoods nearby so what they ended up doing i think is they evacuated the neighborhoods and they did like a controlled detonation so these gases ended up getting released anyway right they just tried to minimize collateral damage but like you said really has not been covered i that's my fault too i haven't covered it at all that's something i probably should have but i just did not pay much attention to it you've had pretty good coverage of it though so i advise you guys to um tune into that yeah, definitely check it out, guys. Um, the things that happen at home, you know, it's, it's kind of like Kentucky. Kentucky got really swept under the rug when they were dealing with their flooding. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, these 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 are serious issues that affect a lot of Americans. And just like Kentucky, East Palestine is a, is a rural part of America, man. The, and the rural people of America get already kind of get shafted in, in certain ways. And, um, you know, they, they continue to be the ones kind of affected by these and since they get the least amount of attention and the least amount of resources. So yeah, definitely check them out. Um, appreciate everyone listening. Always appreciate all the support you guys give. You guys give a lot of fucking support and I really appreciate it. Um, everyone here appreciates it and uh, much love to all you guys. Yeah. Likewise, you guys have given us both a lot of support over, uh, you know, recent months and not also the past year. And we really appreciate that. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, appreciate that. You know, you value, what we have to say and um yeah we'll continue doing this and giving you guys some info as it comes along yep sounds good all right man well i'll catch you later i right, appreciate you buddy you too really hope you guys enjoyed that episode um again very impromptu i'm glad we were able to get it uh, turned around for you guys fairly quickly. Of course, I want to thank you all for supporting this podcast. It does mean a lot to me. You really helped us grow within this past year, and you could find this on your favorite apps. That includes Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're there. You could find us on Twitter and Instagram at Analyze Educate. That's all one word. Also on Telegram at Analyze and Educate. That is the and symbol, not and spelled out. Please consider supporting us again at patreon.com slash analyze educate or at ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash analyze educate. Be sure to leave us a five-star review on the app that you use to listen to this podcast. We'd be very appreciative of that. And that's all I have for you guys this time. We'll see you around.